Welcome to You, The Truth and Nothing But, brought to you by Our Best for Him, where you and the truth come face to face. No preaching, no pressure, just facts and truths to guide you in deciding what's best for you. And now, today's episode. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to You and the Truth and part one of our series, The Final Exam. As always, we encourage you to follow along with your Bible by turning to the book of Matthew, paragraph 4, verse 1. Well, Jesus has just been baptized and is almost ready to face his foe, humanity. But before doing so, he must pass his final exam. Paragraph 4, verse 1 of the book of Matthew sets the stage by stating as follows. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. As always, let's look at this first from our perspective and then from God's perspective. Number one, the word then. The word then clearly means that it wasn't until Jesus was baptized that God allowed him to be led into the wilderness. God could have allowed Jesus to be led prior to him accepting baptism, but he knew that Jesus had no chance against his adversary without his nature. From our perspective, our egos lead us to believe we're well-equipped to deal with any situations on our own. From God's perspective, He knows that without His nature and words, we don't stand a chance, at least long-term. Number two, Jesus was led. From our perspective, it would seem incomprehensible for a parent to lead their child or he or she would be tempted or put in harm's way. But God sees this as His final opportunity to rescue His children. This is what makes his sacrifice so difficult to comprehend, much less grasp. Number three, Jesus was led by the Spirit. From our perspective, we guide and lead our children during their younger years, raising them to withstand the onslaught we know they'll face when on their own. But at some point, they will be guided and led by others, friends, teachers, counselors, bosses, and so on. And we can't always be there to advise them. From God's perspective, let's remember that Jesus was human and subject to the same temptations as us, and like us, could exercise his free will to choose how to respond to them. He chose to allow God's nature, the Holy Spirit, to dictate his thoughts, words, and actions. Notice that nowhere does it say that the Spirit left him in the wilderness. It simply states that the Spirit led him there. Since the Holy Spirit is God's nature— it's safe to assume that it remained with him throughout his ordeal. This is the same nature that's available to us as we face our daily temptations. So Jesus may have been led into the wilderness, but he was never alone. Number four, into the wilderness. This begs the question, why the wilderness? Well, a wilderness is an uncultivated, inhospitable region, much like our world. If there was ever a place to be tempted, this is it. From our perspective, parents know that the sooner they expose their children to situations like those they will face in our world, the better. From God's perspective, God placed Jesus in the worst possible environment under the worst possible conditions to test his resolve in choosing which nature would dictate his decisions, his human nature or his father's nature. The only difference between what God did and what we do is that we're putting our child on the line or as God was putting the entire human race on the line. Number five, Jesus was led to be tempted. 
From our perspective, there's no greater way to test our children's resolve in facing the world than to put their feet to the fire, so to speak. And should they fail, they can always try again. From God's perspective, this was Jesus' ultimate and only test. The fate of the entire human race was at stake. God had to make sure Jesus was put in the worst possible surroundings, under the worst possible conditions, and taken to the very limits of his humanity. God knew that Jesus would be at his weakest and subject to giving in to the same temptations we face every day. Number six, Jesus was tempted by the devil. From our perspective, temptations are a part of life and personal in nature. What may be a temptation to one may not be a temptation for someone else. But where do our temptations originate? Well, they certainly don't come from God. Clearly states in the book of James, paragraph 1, verse 13, God tempts no one. So if God doesn't tempt us, the only logical explanation is that temptations come from our world. And our world is governed by us. Therefore, it's logical to assume that the temptations come from us, our nature, and that our nature is the devil. From God's perspective, he will not take away that which he has given us, free will, allowing us to choose which nature we will exercise when tempted. So, like us, God allows Jesus to be led into our wilderness to be tempted by our nature, armed only with his Father's nature and word, in what was to be his final exam one that he must pass prior to entering the field of battle. This was, as we like to say, make or break time. A one-shot deal. No do-over. Or as they say in golf, no mulligan. Join us for our next episode, The Final Exam, Part 2, as Jesus comes face-to-face with his adversary and is put to the final test prior to heading into battle with you at his side. Until then, I remind you, what you've just heard is the truth. What you do with it, is up to you. You have been listening to You, The Truth, and Nothing But. Brought to you by Our Best For Him, where you and the truth come face to face. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, or watching our YouTube channel. And on behalf of all of us at Our Best For Him, we look forward to helping you in your journey to decide what's best for you. 